Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everyone. Dan here. Islanders Anxiety will be back next week. But in the meantime, please enjoy this special premiere episode of the new Lighthouse Hockey Podcast, my favorite Islanders game. Thanks for everybody for calling in and hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the first episode of My Favorite Islanders Game, a new podcast from Lighthouse Hockey. I am Dan Saracini, and you may remember me from such podcasts as Islanders Anxiety and Islanders Award Winners, but the star of this podcast is really you, the Islanders fan. Each episode of My Favorite Islanders Game will feature a collection of tales from fans just like yourselves, recounting their favorite Islanders game experiences throughout the years. Since 1972, the Islanders have been entertaining, thrilling, and occasionally infuriating hockey fans all across the world. Islanders fans are a passionate bunch, as you already know, and the thing that connects all of us forever is our allegiance to this very, very strange and unique franchise. Uh, Whether a game is your favorite because there's a personal connection that was forged during it, or something historic took place, or it just makes you smile, uh, we want to hear about it. Our number is 646-980-8857. You can call that number day or night, 
Phone lines are always open. It's a Google Voice mailbox. And you can leave a message telling us about your favorite Islanders game. We want to hear from you. So please call that number, 646-980-8857. Our first story tonight comes from a person you probably already know if you have been following Lighthouse Hockey. It's Mike. Uh, He is the man who is behind our first Islanders goal pool. He is the man who started our own power rankings. He's a great guy. He's a friend of mine. Mike was our very first caller, so it makes sense that he be the first call we have on the show. And he tells us a story from when the Islanders dynasty was just a back-to-back cup situation at that point. And uh, regular season games were kind of a big deal back then, especially when the Islanders faced off against some team called the Edmonton Oilers and a guy they had named Wayne Gretzky. So take it away, Mike. Hi, guys. I'm Mike, uh, better known as I Can See for Isles and Isles on on the old interwebs. And uh, mine was actually way back when the Islanders only had two Stanley Cups and were on their way to a third. I think it was uh, 1981. Uh, in March, they were playing against the upstart uh, Edmonton Oilers in a regular season game. Uh, the Oilers actually were, still had a ways to go, but they already had Gretzky and the likes. And uh, Islander fans weren't too happy that this uh, this new kid was being hailed by the rest of the league as the next Mike Bossy. And uh, the stage was set, and they did not disappoint. Uh, Gretzky got two goals and two assists in the game. Bossy got four goals and an assist. He actually crossed the 60-goal uh, mark at that point, and they were only maybe two-thirds of the way through the season. Uh, how, how much do you think that guy would be worth nowadays uh, on the open market? But anyway, uh, it was just up-and-down action. Billy Smith got like an 8-0-something save percentage and was actually far better than his counterpart at the other end of the ice, who was like at 667. Both guys actually played the whole game because the coaches knew. It was just going to be a high-scoring game, and what can you do? So you leave your best guy in and roll the dice and see what what happens. And in this case, it ended up being a very entertaining 8-8 tie. Thanks a lot, Mike. Our next story comes from Rish, who has uh, a game that I think is going to come up a lot in this series. Uh, It's the John Tavares return to Nassau Coliseum game from the 2018-2019 season. Uh, and although that was uh, a pretty crazy scene, that game actually helped Rish form a connection to the Islanders with his son. So take it away, Rish. Hey, my name is Rish, and my favorite game is probably going to be similar to many fans' favorite games, but perhaps for a slightly different reason. I'm a displaced Long Islander living in just about the worst place you could possibly live as a New York fan, which is the current sport world mecca of Massachusetts. And as you might imagine, it's hard to be a Yankee fan around here or a Jets fan around here. But when you say you're an Islander fan, people just kind of look at you quizzically. Like they've either never heard of the team or they just simply don't get it. Anyway, raising three kids as an Islander fan when you don't live on Long Island is sort of a difficult task. My kids have gotten into it because I watch every game religiously. But it's hard to truly convey what it means to be an Islander fan and how passionate that community is when you're not down on the island. My son was born in 2006, and he's certainly learned a lot about being a fan from this team. He's learned what it's like to be a road fan in other cities. He's learned what it's like to not really understand why his Kyla Poso jersey is all of a sudden defunct. And he learned what it was like to be hurt when JT left. And in fact, 
shortly thereafter, he circled the game as a game he wanted to go to. However, in spite of, like, all the fun stuff we had done together, including playoff games at the Coliseum and things like that, he never fully got what it meant to be part of that community. But then the JT game happened. I canceled work. I took him out of school. We drove down, and we were in that parking lot well in advance. He got to hang out with fans, young and old, random people that he talked to. He hung out at the orange tent, the yes-man tent. He was amongst all the tailgaters and Islanders royalty that was out there and uh, all the, the TV celebrities, et cetera, that were there. And it was probably the greatest singular sporting event that I've ever attended. And the game became a giant party. And, yes, as Dan has said a number of times, it was extremely cathartic. But for me, it was much more than that because by the end of that game, he was literally and figuratively embracing with all of our crazed and passionate fans. And I think he finally understood what it meant to be an Alder fan. He understood some of the hurt, but he understood the tremendous joy that this team and this fan base in combination can bring. And I could see it then. I knew after that night he was one of us and he was going to be one of us forever. It was definitely special. Uh, thanks a lot, Rish. It must be pretty tough being an Islanders fan in Massachusetts, but we appreciate you sticking with the team. Uh, our next story comes from Josh, who uh, got into hockey through a former Islander, who I think a lot of people have uh, uh, great feelings for, but after he left the Islanders and then he came back to play the Islanders. Well, just listen to Josh's story. My name is Josh. I currently live in Oceanside, originally from Syosset. A uh, long-time fan of the Islanders since uh, the Millberry era in the late 90s. That's when I was lucky enough to first become a fan. Um, and uh, ironically, my love of hockey started with uh, Pierre Turgeon, although post-Islanders. I discovered him in high school watching like ESPN games, and I just fell in love with him and uh, Al McGinnis' slap shot when he was on the Blues. So uh, I, I credit Turgeon for getting me into hockey. Um, my favorite game of all time uh, was seeing Pierre Turgeon in a game against the Islanders in which the Islanders won. There were 11, I believe there was 11 goals total in the game. It was a crazy 6-5 victory, Islanders over Avalanche. I want to say it was the 05-06 season. Um, I was trying to find the game online. I couldn't find it. Um, I want to say there was a Jason Blake hat trick, but according to Hockey Reference, uh, I'm wrong. So let's go with a two-goal night by Jason Blake. I want to say Mark Parrish scored, probably Chatan, maybe some others. So this was post-lockout. I think it was the 05-06 season. Um, one of my best friends is ironically a Rangers fan, um, and even he had a good time. I took him to the Coliseum, so it was end-to-end the whole game. Um, and just a lot of nice pre-passing. The ice uh, wasn't crappy for once. And, uh, you know, uh, Barzell obviously is just such a dynamic fast skater. And, and to me, since I've been a fan the last 25 or so years, you have to say uh, – yeah, outside Michael Grabner, Jason Blake, much more so, just the most dynamic skater we've had since uh, prior to Barzal, I think. And he uh, would also circle the ice and make a lot of crazy plays. And um, that was when he was really kind of coming to his own. So it was great watching him. I was always a DPHRO fan, and uh, he uh, was always cocksure, as we all know as fans. And there was a play in the game that I'll never forget where maybe it was Milan Hayduke or one of the avalanche forwards was about to go on a breakaway or a two-on-one the other way. Islanders defensemen were probably going to catch up to him, but DPH didn't care. And he decided to skate really fast all the way to center ice and try to do some crazy diving poke check 
which, of course, uh, spoiler alert, uh, he lost. <laughs> and not only did the forward beat him and score a goal, but he, like, lobbed the puck ever so gently over DiPietro. And I want to say it took, like, a good five <laughs> or ten seconds. It seemed like an attorney before the puck finally went to the net. And Isles fans were laughing and groaning. But it was all good because Isles won the game. Um, so that's my most memorable Islander game of all time. A much better story than my attendance of game one of the Islanders against the Hurricanes at the Barclays Center last uh, playoffs. Thanks a lot, Josh. Uh, I have a feeling Pierre Turgeon is going to come up a couple more times in this series, too. Uh, if you have a great story from the Pierre Turgeon era or any era in Islanders history, remember our number is 646 980 8857. Call and tell us. We want to hear it. We want to hear about your favorite Islanders game. That's the whole point of the show. Uh, we next have another story from another Mike uh, who talks about the very special Islanders Penguins playoff series from 2013, which again, I think is going to come up a lot. Uh, he remembers this uh, game very vividly, as I think I do, and a lot of other people do too. So take it away, Mike. Hey guys, this is uh, Mike, originally from Huntington, now in uh, Berkshires, Massachusetts. First of all, couldn't be uh, more in love with the podcast. You guys are terrific. Uh, I listen to a lot of hockey podcasts, and there's no hockey podcast I look forward to more than this one. Um, so the, the game I have in mind is, uh, I think it's May 3rd, 2013, the third game in the Penguins-Islanders playoff series. Um, I've been a Passive fan growing up, uh, born in 91, uh, but didn't really start following the team as a diehard until 2008-9 or so. Um, so from that time forward, not a lot to, uh, to have been happy about. So this was my first real opportunity to watch uh, the Islanders in the playoffs, and the first two games were horrible, if you'll recall. Like, I think, I think they were two shutouts or, or damn near – two shutouts, but just they were blown out. And uh, my buddy Dan, his mom got tickets through work, and he called me and said, you got to come down from, I was up in college in upstate New York at the time, come down and come to the game. And I was in finals week, I think, at that point. So <laughs> it was a tight squeeze, but I was able to make it down. And um, it was the first playoff game I ever went to, certainly one for the Islanders. And the first period, it looked like the first two games where they were getting completely blown out. Um, I think it ended up being something like four to one or, or, or three to one at that point. And the Islanders were also just not getting the calls that seemed to uh, seem to be apparent to everyone in the crowd. People were throwing uh, bottles on the ice. I'll never forget the one Gatorade bottle that came pretty close to a, an, a, a ref, and we had the announcer come on saying, you know. Any more things get thrown on the ice, it's going to be a penalty to the Islanders. And right around that time is when Aposo and Niskanen got into a fight, and Aposo uh, left Niskanen bloody. And after that, I think in that ensuing, I think it was an offsetting minors, but or majors rather, uh, but right after that, um, Colin McDonald or someone scored with an assist from like David Alstrom, like really really late 2000s, early uh, 2010s guys scoring, and they came back and won. And it's, it's absolutely one of my favorite Islanders memories ever. Never saw the, the crowd quite like that up until then in my life. And been lucky to see it a couple times like that before, uh, there and after, but just, just an incredible game. Thanks again, guys. 
Thanks a lot, Mike, and thanks uh, very much for your kind words. Uh, that series is one that I don't think anybody's ever going to forget for a long That was one of the wildest playoff series I've ever seen, and I, I, I don't know. It's almost surreal to still think it actually happened. Uh, our next story comes from Keith, who was at one of the most important, if not the most important game in Islanders history, Game 6, 1980 Stanley Cup Final. Nothing else needs to be said. Let's hear from Keith. Hey, guys. This is uh, Keith from uh, Middle Island. Um, my favorite Islander game uh, memory of all time is the Game 6, 1980 uh, Stanley Cup Final. I was sitting um, behind one of the goals. I believe it was the goal the Nystrom scored in, um, way up in the nosebleeds. Um, and the um, thing that I, I remember also pretty vividly about that game was how we were up, um, I believe it was 4-2, to two, in the second period, um, feeling pretty confident, and Flyers come back to score two goals and tie the game up. And um, during the intermission, and I, I, I knew how good the Flyers were that year. Uh, that was the year that I believe the Flyers had like a 25-game uh, unbeaten streak. Um, it was, uh, I know it was something to that effect. And um, going back to Philadelphia with the knowledge of how good that team was terrified me. Um, you do not want to play a game seven for all the marbles um, on the road when you're playing against a team that is that good. And um, I, I really wanted the team to win that game at the Coliseum and avoid the, uh, the pressure, the terror, uh, however you want to put it, for going back to Philadelphia. Well, they prevailed, obviously. And um, the aftermath, I, I, I don't remember too much of uh, going back many, many years. I don't remember too much um, about the celebration except um, the joyful singing of uh, We Are the Champions. That was like the first time that that song ever had like such, you know, a, a, such a strong meaning. Um, and, uh, I've never really heard it used before that game in other sports or other, uh, meaningful, uh, uh, championship, uh, situations. So, um, anyway, that was my most memorable, uh, uh, moment. I wish I, I wish I still had the ticket for that game. I have a ticket from the, um, second, from the, uh, second cup, uh, Final. I also saw the I also saw the second cup, um, and I have a ticket I think from that playoff, but I think I just misplaced or lost the ticket unfortunately for the um, for the big one in 1980. Thanks a lot, Keith. Uh, yeah, that must have been some scene to witness actually live. Uh, one thing: the Flyers actually had a 35 game unbeaten streak that season, uh, and I think it's still an NHL record. But who cares? Because they lost to the Islanders in the final, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, uh, thanks again, Keith. And our final story tonight comes from Jerry, who talks to us about uh, one of the most fateful regular season finales in Islanders history. Once he starts talking about 
what game it was, you'll know exactly what he means if you've heard this story before. Uh, but uh, yeah, it turned out to be pretty important. All right, take it away, Jerry. I'm Jerry, grew up in Lake Ronkonkoma, Sachem High School, now living in Florida, Orlando. I'm 50 years old. I've been through all the good times. First started watching Owls in 78. So naturally, I've been through the greatness. I remember it well. I went to games when I was five. Um, but my favorite game, though, and believe it or not, is the last game of the 89-90 season. And what had happened is they had had a drought after they won all their family cups. They had like a three-year drought, which at that time seemed really long, you know. And um, they finally had a good run. Pat LaFontaine was the star in that season. They had a nine-game win streak midseason, got back to first place, and they had a slump. So what happened is they needed to win the last game of the season against the Flyers, who were out of the playoffs already, and they also needed the Penguins to lose because the Islanders would have lost in a tiebreaker. They needed to win the the spot by one point. So what happens is Islanders blow out the Flyers, which was great. I was at the Coliseum. Place was rocking. Six to two. Ken Lindsman was on that Flyer team. I hated the rat. So it was a great win. And then we still needed the Penguins to lose. So they put the end of that game on the Jumbotron. And I don't remember how the game got tied, but I, know, I did not want to overtime. Back then it was a 21-team uh, league still, so the top 16 made the playoffs. Uh, bottom five did not. So Uwe Krupp scores the overtime winner, someone who will become well-known to us a couple of years later, to put the Islanders into the playoffs against the first-place Rangers. And the place was bedlam. I hugged every person I could see. I could not have been happier. And that didn't last long. But the, the, the parking lot outside was fantastic, all the honking. It was a great party. Now, that didn't last very long because the series, the Rangers – Mode us four games to one. We were lucky to get the one, I remember. I was back in Mark Fitzpatrick, um, goaltender days. You know, Alan Kerr. Anyway, and the worst part about it was by winning that spot from the Penguins by the one point, we then had the sixth pick in the next draft when the Penguins had the fifth, which the fifth pick became Yaramir Yager, and we picked Scott Sissons. So... Obviously, there was no guarantee. The Islanders would have picked Yager, but as far as bitterness is concerned, it was not just to lose to the Rangers in a five-game series and then lose out on Yager with all the lean years that followed. It was pretty bitter. But the game itself was amazing, and it was my favorite Islander game. So thank you very much. See you later. Thank you, Jerry. And thanks to everyone who called in and shared their stories. Uh, I am personally indebted to all of you, seriously, uh, for taking this leap of faith and uh, calling in before the show even premiered. Uh, I really appreciate it. We've been talking about it on uh, Islanders Anxiety, and I really appreciate you taking this leap of faith with me. So I, I can't thank you enough. Uh, we will be back next month. But the only way we can be back next month is if we get more calls. So please don't be shy. We want to hear from Islanders fans from any era, from any place, from any stripe. Ladies, I'm especially talking to you. This wasn't meant to be a boys club. Uh, so get on the horn and let us know the story of your favorite Islanders game. Uh, again, our number is 646-980-8857. Write it down. Call and tell us your story. For whatever reason, if it's your favorite, it's the one that stands out the most to you, we want to hear it because everybody has that one game that they'll never forget. And that's what this show is all about. 
Uh, please read Lighthouse Hockey every single day for your most up-to-date Islanders news and discussion. You can subscribe to My Favorite Islanders Game and all of our podcasts by searching Lighthouse Hockey in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, any podcasting app you're using. Just search Lighthouse Hockey. You'll find it. Uh, if you can leave us a review on iTunes, that would be great. Hope you enjoyed the first episode of My Favorite Islanders Game. Hope there will be more episodes of My Favorite Islanders Game. And uh, hey, thanks. Thanks.